about to call this feature we're going to do on uh, about some people you just can't help, or they get what they deserve, or stupid shit hurt, or something along those lines. So we'll do that coming up in just a minute. But because it is Friday morning. Oh, yeah. It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Spring eel be early. It's a certainty. Coincidentally, Tater Tot Hot Dish is the name of a guy Joe Biden wrestled at a public pool in 1952. Those are gaps that have to do with being old and senile. And how do I know that? I'm a bit that way myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and report your results. Can we listen in as you report them, Sean? Yep. All right. Cool. Let's listen. All right. Okay. Hi. Hello? They hung up on me. Well, what we have this morning so far is chaos. Chaos is a ladder. I don't think that there's such a thing as an undecided person. Uh, my next door neighbor is pretending to be undecided so that people will woo him. <laughs> you can't run a Whole Foods race and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. Right. Yeah, even worse, coming in third was the write-in candidate, not Biden. Mayor Pete is younger than Justin Timberlake, Alicia Keys, Britney Spears. I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. I'm aware that there are people in my party and in my state who will strenuously disapprove of my decision. First went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. Yeah. As it turns out, yes, yes it was. I said yesterday whenever it was, I thought the Mitt Romney story was just way overblown and it's a nothing and nobody will remember it in history and it's already there to my mind. But I wanted to, I dug this up from the book Game Change because I mentioned this yesterday on Mitt Romney. Ah, yes. Because the conversation was, um, is he sincerely just a man of faith doing what his conscience dictates, blah, 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 or is he a phony, as some people think? Or bitterly hates Trump for humiliating him. Right. That doesn't make you phony. That just makes you hateful. This, this is from the book Game Change, which was written about the 2008 election. And this particular scene happens before one of the Republican debates when all the candidates were running. Mitt Romney did not get the nomination that time around. He did the next time around. John McCain got it in 2008. But anyway, just a, this is just very short. The candidates lined up at the urinals. Giuliani next to McCain next to Huckabee. The rest all in a row. The debate was soon to start, so they were taking care of business and laughing merrily at the one guy who wasn't there, poking fun at him, mocking him, agreeing about how much they disliked him. Then Millard, Willard Mitt Romney walked into the bathroom and overheard them, bringing on a crashing silence. Romney was a guy on whom much of the smart Beltway money had been sitting. His resume was impressive, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the combination of the vitriol of his attacks and his apparent corelessness explained the antipathy the other candidates had toward him. McCain routinely called Romney an, well, I'm not going to say the word, a-hole and effing phony. Giuliani, Giuliani opined, that guy will say anything. Huckabee complained, I don't think Romney has a soul. <laughs> wow. So that's what the other candidates thought of Mitt Romney <sighs> at that time during the race. The kick in the gut. The one thing they could all agree on is they hated Mitt Romney. A- anything I say in a bathroom is off the record. That's not cool. And we now know Giuliani's <laughs> a nut job. So <laughs> what he thinks is I don't know. But 
The urinal uh, cake is a microphone. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean anything to me. I think Mitt Romney was following his uh, his, his conscience, et cetera, et cetera. And again, it doesn't matter anyway. You know, I was gathering the comments of the news media this morning, as I do every morning, and it was absolutely hilarious to me that especially, well, I guess it was CNN, it was the usual suspect, um, were absolutely practically becoming Pentecostal preachers. They were so in love with Jesus right. this morning. And so respectful of people who make decisions based on Christ. Right. and Which is not usually what the mainstream media is into. And the so Bible. horrified that Donald J. said some things that were arguably inappropriate at the prayer breakfast and betrayed the fact that he's not really very religious and doesn't have much of a grasp of Christianity, which is true. But it was just absolutely hilarious to hear CNN aghast, aghast, that anyone would be less than devout and less than a scholar of the New Testament and the rest of it. It just, are you people kidding? Listen, I realize you're desperate to turn evangelicals against Trump, but it just is not going to work. Evangelicals, unless they're dumb, they know who Trump is. They know what he is. They know what he isn't. They know he's a bastard, but he's their bastard. It's about the judges. It's about abortion. It's about policy. And if it turns out he has a Bible he's never cracked in 25 years, what y'all are pretending to forget, really, because they're just desperate for ratings and happy viewers, is that it's a binary choice. You get rid of Trump because he doesn't know 2 Corinthians from 2 Corinthians? What do you get? Bernie and abortion on demand and socialism and the rest of it? No, you're going to keep the bastard. I mean, it's so obvious it ought to go out without saying, but it, it doesn't. So now this feature of uh, stupid should hurt or you get what you deserve or I should feel sorry for these people. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about this, but here's the story. A woman wanted on suspicion of stealing $100,000 from clients who believed she was a psychic was arrested in Orange County yesterday. Oh, boy. Perlita Alfonso Ballister, 29, arrested. Officers began to investigate her after officers arrived at a home... With several people standing outside, investigators found that the victims believed that she was a psychic and were part of a several-week-long fraud. This is what this psychic would do, self-proclaimed psychic. She would gain their trust, tell them to drop off money at her home so so that she could bless it, and she would say, come back in a couple of days. (laughs) And then guess what happens after you drop off your money so she can bless it? Guess what happens when you come back in a couple of days? Oh, well, she's boy. gone. Oh, she doesn't golly. live there anymore. Nobody knows where she went. We can't possibly have enough government, enough law enforcement, enough officials to keep people that dumb attached to their money. So she came up with they arrested her. She was doing this in Sacramento, California. She came up with a uh, hundred thousand uh, dollars. Is how much she had taken from people. And I got I got to think it was in fairly small increments. I mm. doubt these people were dropping off fifty k or anything like that. I don't know, man. I've I've dealt with uh, the FBI. Um, I did their Citizens Academy thing, and people who target the old man, they sniff money, and and these folks have been saving their whole lives, and oh, there's a fair a fair amount of money at stake in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars, man, and, and scams that you'd think your cat would catch on to, but these people are master manipulators. 
Well, obviously, if you're not all there, this, we need to take care of you. Whether it's uh, you, you've never been all there or you're at the age where you're like Joe Biden, you're just, you know, wandering into things or you think cats are attacking you or whatever. Um, uh, we should take care of you. But other than that, you just, you just got to chalk it up to, geez, you're stupid. Yeah. Now, next time, maybe you won't do that. Yeah. That's just. Well, wow. listen, I still want this woman arrested. Starting with giving a psychic money at all. Right. But then uh, I'm going to give him a fair amount of money, and uh, she's going to bless it for a couple of days. She told me I should come back on Thursday. Well, the whole uh, money blessing process isn't just a quick uh, wink and a nod, Jack. There's extensive, there are, there are, there are procedures, there's, but I don't of course, know how the, you, uh, the instruction book. I don't know how, you had to, I don't know how to, func- to put society together if we, don't, if we don't have these punishments out there. What? Well, I'm fine with the punishment, like I said. I just, it, it's difficult, it, it's impossible to keep those people connected to their money. What percentage do you think of Americans, if they were told that story, would say say to their friend, their son, their father, whoever, would say to them, it's obviously a scam. You're going to go back, she's going to be gone. Take your money. What percentage of people, that's their first thought, like mine? Huge. Like 90? Mm, or do you think not that high? Mm, I don't know. It could be 90, but 10% is 35 million people. Sure. So, yeah, I I have seen scammers scam people, and and there I believe there is a gene, and when the human genome is, is finally completely teased out and comprehended, we will find out there are people who are, you know, average height for, for a man is what, and like 5'9 in America, I think, something like that. There are men who are 4'11". And we will find out that there are people whose skepticism gene is four foot eleven. It, it's just completely small, and they don't have the capacity. Some people to like, realize things don't square. Some people like me are bald, right? Some people can't come to the obvious conclusion on a scam. Well, they have no. Hey, do we have um, the president ready? That that word he said. Um, some, Bullshit. Yeah, that's the one. Some people just don't have a. Bullshit. Filter. They're just, they don't. And, and But again, I don't know what to do about it. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. So uh, this is one of, oh, well, I just saw the time. We probably ought to take a, a, a quick break. But, uh, hmm. Uh, school board meeting the other day. Uh, touchy topics um, were going to be dealt with. And so you'd hope that everybody would be diplomatic, courteous, and respectful of each other. You would hope that, but they weren't. Not even close. We have tape. It is shocking that it is next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were in Bali and a woman, a blind medium, came up to me and said I was going to have another son and it was going to be my father reincarnated. No one knew that I had a surrogate that was pregnant with a boy. And then my baby nurse, she brings him to a baby shower and a woman comes up to her and said... 
is this your son? And she said, no, 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 I'm just, you know, watching him. And she said, well, I just have to tell you, please tell their mom, this is a family member of hers reincarnated. So my whole family thinks it's my dad, you know, he's left-handed like my dad. I don't even know if I believe in reincarnation, but I want to believe it. How is she worth a billion dollars? <laughs> because her mom marketed a sex tape that she made with a C-list celebrity. Actually, the, oh. the brother of a C-list celebrity. Right. Right, which makes him, what, an E-list celebrity? I guess so, He almost never referenced (laughs) E-list. Oh, that reminds me of this headline. Uh, Liberal women plagued with white guilt are spending $2,500 to confess their racism over dinner. It's this uh, seminars putting on by progressives Regina Jackson's Sarah Rao, um, where they, uh, they sit you down and they lecture you for the evening about white privilege and how bad a person you are, and you pay $2,500 for the right. Wow, fantastic. You know what, uh, Sarah and, and Regina, if you can dupe dopey uh, white women into paying you for that, good for you. <laughs> uh, I'm just amused. Uh, speaking of race relations, Jack, this was an unfortunate uh, incident at a school board meeting on racism in uh, Michigan. Um, uh, Shaped like a mitten. I will just uh, thank you for that. Um, I will uh, I will play it for you, and then we will discuss the unfortunate incident. Michael, uh, if you'd be so kind. I remember when I went to his bedroom to say goodnight, and he was crying because of the abuse that he was enduring in this school system. Then why didn't you stay in Mexico? At a school meeting to address alleged racism between students, there are captions. People gasped when one parent heckled another. So he he was complaining about the school, and the other dude said to him, "Why, Why didn't you stay stop? in Mexico?" That's okay. And then you can't say that, dude. Well, yeah. See, that was idiotic. And then then he went on to make a reasonable point, which he had undermined by his own stupidity. You got you got. Uh, Black racism all the time. Try being white and walk in a black neighborhood. See what happens. Parents say this was not an isolated incident. So, number one, why didn't why didn't you stay in Mexico? Is not an appropriate response to a child being bullied. No, all right, absolutely not. That's terrible, and you're a moron. On the other hand, you know, and it was a shame he hadn't undermined his own point by saying, "Look, every country on earth." has bigotry or prejudice or racism of one sort or another. America's about as racist as every other country. And the more you travel and the more you learn, the more you realize that's true. And listen, there are plenty of places where it is not safe for a white person to walk in a black neighborhood. And the Japanese hate the Chinese, and the Chinese can't stun the Filipinos and the rest of it. You know, we need to have a conversation about race. Usually means you need to sit there and be lectured. How about this? We all understand birds of a feather tend to flock together, but the rules must be fair to everybody, and they must be the same for everybody. And 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 nobody gets to suspend anybody's constitutional rights or prevent them from voting or, or employment or anything else like that. But it's just it's a shame that it's the discussion seems to be going in the opposite direction toward the uh, you know the whole of critical race theory uh, intersectionality thing equity uh, we were talking about this the other day and there's a, a cute little cartoon that's going around um it actually does a good job of explaining the difference between equality and equity 
you got uh, three people who want to peer over the fence at a baseball game. First of all, it's illegal. It's defrauding an innkeeper. Buy a ticket. You want to see the game. <laughs> wow. But so uh, in the equality picture, all three boxes are equal. The tall guy can see fine. The middle-sized guy can barely see over it. And the, the kid can't see it all. Or the short person can't see it all. In equity, everybody has the right-sized box so they can see the game. And I think that's supposed to be inspiring and, and make me think that that's what we need. On the other hand, people who aren't just greeting cards simple understand, well, okay, now we get into the problem. To what extent is the government involved in not making the playing field equal, but making it unequal so the results are equal? It's a cute cartoon, but and if that short person is short, not because they're short, but because they're short of effort or talent or whatever, then what do we do? But anyway... So we all know the Supreme Court plays a uh, a large role, an outsized role, in many people's opinion in American lives today. Over Oversized, because Congress is so junky. They surveyed the Supreme Court bar, which I didn't know what that was, but that's the almost 300 attorneys who have represented at least one oral argument at the Supreme Court in the last 10 years. Supreme Court bars where I go and drink whiskey with Clarence Thomas. They surveyed them about the idea of either adding to the number of justices or coming up with term limits. And their responses are pretty damned interesting and could be the beginning of a movement that direction mm. to change the way we do the whole Supreme Court thing. Okay, well, it, they weren't in favor of the status quo, I'm guessing, from your uh, your hint there. Um, uh, well, stay well I don't, maybe I'm wrong. It's a tease. Wouldn't the whole the idea is you don't leave. You don't just you don't put in your Taylor Swift CD. You've got to stick around and hear the answer. But I like it's Taylor Swift. A baboon was photographed picking up a lion cub and grooming him. Look at this. Sadly, now the baboon is being sued by Disney for copyright infringement. Actually, that picture that went viral, the punchline is the baboon was certainly about to kill and eat the lion cub. Ah, these soft heads. Speaking of animals, we just had a a picture of a pangolin up on the screen. A a strange and amazing-looking beast. It's a uh, demon from my nightmares is what it is. Yeah, it, it looks like a gigantic predatory armadillo or something. We have the picture posted at armstrongandgetty.com, but Chinese scientists are thinking the uh, coronavirus may have come from one of those things. They say it's the, uh, the, the, the only scaled mammal. What about the humble armadillo, as I prefer to pronounce it? <laughs> I don't know. Those aren't scales. I guess those are plates or something. Anyway. I think what Jimmy Fallon was referencing in that punchline there was Emerson Elementary School in Berkeley, which got fined $250 for illegally showing the Lion King at a November fundraiser. Oh, for sued goodness by uh, Disney. And, uh, you know, it's the sort of thing you decide to have a fundraiser, and somebody brings a DVD of the Lion King and plays it, and everybody has some pizza from the local pizzeria. Right. Anyway. Little kids are contented. The only reason I mention this story is this so rarely happens. Uh, head guy at Disney tweeted out, our company at Walt Disney Company apologizes to the Emerson Elementary School, and we will personally don- donate to their fundraising initiative. Oh, that's nice. That's the opposite of what, well, like the NFL did. Remember that story from last week? Somebody 
Oh, find out finds out they've got a copy of the Super Bowl one, which right. doesn't exist. Nobody has it. And rather than turn it into some fun, great thing, they they sue the people. <laughs> right. That's ours, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> you don't have express written rights to own this thing. And then they give them some insulting lowball offer. Yeah. A, 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 a consortium that makes billions of dollars. <laughs> Just a tin ear for PR. The mouse is smart. Yeah. The mar- The mouse is litigious, but the mouse is smart. Yeah. So, um, uh, the quickest of updates, Bernie and Pete basically tied in Iowa. It doesn't matter now. Momentum's over, I guess. But Pete went up 12 points in the polls in four days and is now tied with in Bernie. In New Hampshire? In New Hampshire. Holy cow. 12 points in four days off of that win. That's interesting. As Biden went down seven. Uh-oh. That's interesting to me, too, because I thought I would have assumed that Biden dropped double digits. Those double digits just decided to go to Pete because they thought that their guy wasn't viable. But I think those two things go completely together. Biden's entire argument was, I'm the only person can win. Right. That got destroyed Monday. You right. can't even win in Iowa. Buttigieg's only hurdle was, people won't vote for you because you're young and gay. And right. he got over that hurdle. So they both like yeah. crossed paths on that whole thing. That's some solid analysis and took about a tenth of the time that you'd spend on a cable news network. And my life it. is so sad <laughs> that what I'm looking forward to on a Friday blanking night yes. is I'm going to watch the dang debate. Oh, of the that's, Democrats. That's as no good less, as it yeah. gets for me on a Friday night. In the, in you my want me to come over life. and we can play catch or something? <laughs> my kids will be in bed and <laughs> it's just that's what I do on Friday nights. You're not, a yeah, drink, not a drinking man anymore. No. Um, so I'm watching that. it tonight, but I'm going to be drinking while I do it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll record it and watch it later after the kids are in bed so I can really scrutinize it and rewind their complicated health care explanations and really get into the weeds. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot every time. It's not clear where Joe Biden is going with this sentence. <laughs> um, I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> the Supreme Court wasn't supposed to play the role it currently plays in uh, the United States because our legislature doesn't do, the Congress doesn't do what it's supposed to do. The Supreme Court makes all the decisions, and so a 5-4 decision this way or that way decides whether we get this kind of health care or, or this how we handle immigration or gay marriage or whatever else, because Congress won't do what they're supposed to do. Right, or what a giant bureaucracy does, because Congress's law was so vague and just gives the bureaucrats the power. Question and, for a friend, because I clearly know this, but... What is Congress supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're supposed to they're supposed to get into these uh, past laws, for instance, and then you could determine whether or not they were constitutional those laws. But they would pass laws on uh, making a decision. For instance, what was the first example? Is the best example? Um, uh, da, or uh, popped out of my head. But, um, It'll pop back into my the head. first law that Congress passed. No, the oh. the first example I had of uh, an issue that Congress should have. Uh, de- oh, all this illegal immigration stuff. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. all of that. They they should pass a law. This is the current way we're going to handle immigration. Right, and they don't. So <laughs> executive orders that are then examined by the courts and the rest of it's nonsense. So on an individual basis, a city decides we're going to be a sanctuary city, and then somebody sues, and the law goes. No, Congress should pass a law. You either can do that or you can't. Uh, for instance, 12 and, courts give you 12 different decisions. And because they are uh, the referees for everything now, these decisions are so huge and naming a justice is such a big deal. It shouldn't be that big a deal. Right. It shouldn't be a fight to the death when a president gets to name a justice because they get five, four decisions, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so they interviewed almost 300 
members of the Supreme Court bar. This is anybody that's made an argument in front of the Supreme Court in the last hey, 10 Ruth years. Hey, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, can I buy a drink? There's the Supreme Court bar. They don't like the idea of changing the numbers of justices. That's one idea that's put out there. Maybe if you have 11 justices, um, it kind of waters down the individual power of one justice. Okay. Currently 5-4, and it's so closely balanced. I mean, you can tip the court with one appointment. But they didn't like that idea. They want to keep it the same. It's been nine justices since the 1800s, and we're going to keep that the same. But they are pretty open to the idea of term limits for justices, and I think I'm on board with this one. Commentators and legal scholars have recently proposed an 18-year fixed term limit for new Supreme Court justices, and under this policy, every two years, a justice would leave the court. The math works out on nine. That every two years, somebody leaves, so every every president would get two appoints Per term, always the same number. It's not a weird <laughs> Trump might get four if a bunch of heart attacks happen. Right. And the next person gets none because they're all healthy or it's something like that. It's not a bizarre who's going to die pool anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or retire. Yeah. Wow. So uh, RBG's health would not be a matter of national interest uh, constantly. Could completely change the direction we go on immigration, whether or not RGB outlives Trump's term. Right. No way to possibly think that they have solved the corner case of if one of the people who's supposed to rotate out and another person dies that year, does that person take that person's rotation spot or does that president then get to assign a third one? I don't know. I'm I sure would, they got an answer I would guess it would be the third one. Otherwise, you'd really be getting into the weeds. You'd have a lot you'd have fewer. Justices poisoning each other. You'd have a right. lot fewer deaths, though, because you wouldn't end up being 85 years old. You'd right, get appointed right, right. at 50 and you'd be off by the time you're 68. Well, that sounds good. And you'd have a lot fewer deaths. Um, I'm not against this. No, it sounds like a pretty good idea. And 45% opposed any term limits, but a whole bunch of people were open to the idea of some sort of term limit with that one being the most popular. Yeah. That could actually happen in my lifetime, I think. Don't you think? It's just a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm. I don't know. I'm still noodling it through the the ramifications, Jack. That's my thing, ramifications. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So exp- appointment for life is is so the person is not the least bit swayed by political concerns. They can be the auror on high, the oracle, the yep. wise one. Yep. Um, eighteen years. On the other hand, eighteen year terms yeah. pretty good. Um. So explain to me what's happening here. Why is David Letterman talking about Quentin Tarantino, or does he explain this all in the clip? I don't know which. Who knows? Is there a clip. So. Uh, we have a clip. I don't know what at which point it picks up, but this is a uh, f- long time ago. Letterman made an aside. Actually, we'll let Letterman talk, and then I'll fill in after that. Two days later, my assistant gets a call. It's Quentin Tarantino. He starts screaming at me, I'm going to beat you to death. I am. <laughs> okay, so it picks up there. So, <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Letterman had made a an aside during an interview on his show. I don't remember what the the premise was, but he his response was, "Oh no, I'm married or I'm dating Quentin Tarantino." <laughs> and then and then okay, uh, Tarantino called and then uh, 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 so uh, that was it with the assumption it was just a quick uh, one liner from okay. my understanding, yeah, okay. yeah. With the assumption being he's homophobic enough that that sort of a uh, well, I don't know. Let's listen on. Two days later. My assistant gets a call. It's Quentin Tarantino. He starts screaming at me, I'm going to beat you to death. I am, <laughs> what? I, I'm going to kill you. I am coming to New York. I'm going to beat you up. And you can't say that about me. So I now say, okay, how do you want to do this? Bat? 
or mm-hmm. fists. And he said, bat. And I said, okay, great. When can you come in? When would be convenient? And I say now to my assistant, he wants to come in tomorrow night. Can you get him on the red eye? And this goes on and on and on. And that was it. So we don't hear from him for quite you a while. You didn't find him at all? He didn't show up. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> so Letterman was just kidding around, though, right? He wasn't going to get into a bat fight with Quentin Tarantino. Or, or was, was he calling young, his bluff? Or was the younger Letterman willing to fight uh, Quentin Tarantino to the death of a bat? <laughs> I feel like it was a bit of a trolling, uh, uh, calling the bluff job there. But yeah, and then, you know, uh, several years later or whatever, I guess they, they ran into each other at a party and ended up making making amends, and neither one apologizing, but both saying kind of, eh, let's just go forward from here. Okay. That is so odd. I realize when you get into your super elite of the creative world, you're going to run into some nut jobs, but that's some nutty stuff, man. Feel free to say anything you want about me. It doesn't really affect me. <laughs> Is that a current? That's a recent Letterman. Uh, yeah, that was on the uh, the Jesus and Mero show. Uh, it's on Showtime. I don't know what yeah. that is. Was uh, that those guys from Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, Wouldn't, overrated. I don't know what you just said. As a Burrow and a show, overrated. <laughs> wow. Please, I'd like to hit him with a bat. We'll attempt to, uh, which is a good way to solve any argument, really. Oh, certainly. We'll attempt to finish strong. Oh, what Burger King is doing for the lonely on Valentine's Day. Oh, boy. I'm sure this is tasteful. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm hot tub guy now. Never thought I'd be hot tub guy or hot tub family. We're not really hot tub people. Explains the gold chain and the unbuttoned shirt. <laughs> that <laughs> is about the last thing I thought you would be. I I know a little of the behind the scenes story, but we're just not hot tub people, really. No. But um, um uh, doctor recommended it. Therapist recommended it for my uh, for my little boy, and uh, who he doesn't like it when I call him little anymore, as he's eight. He's a big boy. But uh, So we got a hot tub. It's supposed to be good for him uh, health-wise in a variety of ways, emotionally, physically, that sort of stuff, and uh, had it delivered yesterday. And he got in it today for the first time. Oh, really yeah. It was 88 degrees, though. Is that warm enough? Because I didn't, first, first of all, I got a hot tub yesterday. I thought we'd all be in the hot tub last night. I didn't realize it takes like a day to get it up to, up to your oh, temperature. Oh, yeah, by the time you fill it and everything? I had no idea. Yeah. I don't know anything about hot tubs. Old simple check. Hot tub technology. Um, and I put all the chemicals in there, and it smells like a hot tub at the Holiday Inn now. Yeah, well, you're making human soup, so you yeah. want to keep things clean. But 88 is very cool by yeah. hot tub standards. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like it a little over 100. That's a little hot for me. But If I go to a hot tub and it's 88, I'm complaining to the manager. It's just a tub. Yeah, yeah. well, you're, if your body temperature is 98.6, it's well below your body temperature, yeah. so it will feel cool. Yeah. And I don't want to feel cool. And it, Well, it's in the name, hot tub. Right. Right, indeed. Jack, you got to start recommending people. You just got to take a soak. You look stressed. Take a soak. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to be interested to see if it becomes a thing. I don't have any idea if I'll start doing this every day or if I'll do it like twice and then never do it again. And they, man, they aren't cheap either. No. I didn't, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what a hot tub cost. I've ne- never looked into my life. I didn't know it was a, a big purchase. But God, I, th- I thought. Did you buy a new one? Are we going to use I did buy a new one. Mm. But I thought, are we going to use this or. I mean, not. I, don't know. I will. I'll come over and use yeah. it. Do it's you always, mind? It's always so hard What's to your predict. Get code. Let me know. Uh, over over my life, I've bought things. I've bought things that I thought I would use all the time and never used. I've bought things I thought, nah, 
and you constantly don't know how I lived without. Well, it does Always involve hard to taking your shoes off for something other than sleep, so I don't know how that's going to affect your usage No, I'll get in it. fully clothed. <laughs> Jeans, boots, everything. Jeans, jacket, the Tennessee tuxedo. No, uh, no offense, Tennesseans. I'll be in the hot tub in jeans. The good people of Tennessee are sitting there in suits and saying, what are you picking on me for? I've got something important in them. Well, I'll do the important thing first. This is kind of interesting, I thought. I'm a little bit surprised at how much attention it's getting that doctor that died in China. I'm glad it's getting attention. I thought it was interesting, but I didn't think it would be a huge story. It is the number one story in the New York Times. Widespread outcry in China over death of coronavirus doctor. This is the doctor, mentioned it the other day, <coughs> that the police came and made him sign a form saying you're a bad you know, citizen for alerting the world to the coronavirus. You're supposed to keep that a secret, I guess, if people are dropping like flies and uh, you got an outbreak of a sickness nobody knows how to deal with. Well, the socialist Chinese government will tell you what you can say and what you cannot say. And he died of the coronavirus, I haven't heard anybody say but me that, are you sure it was a coronavirus? So I don't know how they're nailing that down. Communist Party comes and tells you you did something wrong and you're an old man. Who knows? Right. They could have cuffed him around. Absolutely could have. But anyway. Well, or or he he was not compliant and they just killed him and said, yeah, he got the coronavirus, which is a pretty good cover story. Yeah, I they haven't heard anybody. They kill people by the tens of thousands. They in China, absolutely so. do. I haven't, and they got a million people in concentration camps right now. Right, um, but I haven't heard anybody even speculate on that. But but me, uh, Gordon Chang, who we really like, tweeted this out. He said, "With the death of the doctor, the conversation among China's people changed overnight. It's no longer about the virus; it's about the Communist Party." Wow, this could be one of those turning points. That's a lot to hope. But they got such control of that country. Yeah, yeah. But man, if people are dying by the tens of thousands, which is not actually, according to some, that's what's happening. Yeah, it's still unlikely because they, as you point out, they have enormous control. But I hadn't even hoped for history's full of strange twists. Oh yeah, I hadn't even hoped for you know anything like the fall of the Communist Party. I was hoping this would alert the world. To people who haven't caught on yet to what an evil regime that is. If we ever have, you know, a flu like 1918 and it starts in China, the world is doomed because they'll keep it a secret from everybody. Mm, They may have already. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. And here's your host for Final Thoughts. It's Joe Getty. Yeah, let's wrap things up uh, for the day with a final thought from everybody on the crew there. He is pressing the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Michelangelo. Michael, final yeah. thought? Yeah. Tonight's debate looked for Joe Biden to pull out one of his razor blades and sharpen it on the wooden podium. Yes. And also, uh, Jack Armstrong will be having a hot tub party. Look for <laughs> dates and details at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, yeah. bring your optional. Bring your sweaty body into my human soup. Clothing ah! optional. It's Gross. 1971 again at Jack's. Positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? Yeah, I, I'm struggling with the fact that I might be a sadist because I, I can't help but want to watch the debate tonight. But I'm, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to figure out how I feel in the moment. But right now, I'm kind of looking forward to it. You're a single young man on a Friday night. I don't know. I know. It's just, I, I, don't I shouldn't know. do it, right? I, yeah, I think you've crossed a line if you do that. Jack, a final thought for us? Yes, Burger King is doing this for the single on Valentine's Day. If you are single and you show up with a picture of your ex, they'll give you a free Whopper. So they've got <laughs> something called the breakup box. You show up with a picture of your ex, the person that dumped you, you put it in the box, and they'll give you a free Whopper. All right. <laughs> 
I'm no monarchist, but I do enjoy Burger King. Uh, my final thought actually comes by a listener, Rip, who sent us this email. Hey, guys, and he sends the picture of uh, Nancy giving the AOK sign at our news conference the other day, Nancy Pelosi. Hey, Nancy P. flashed the white power sign at the news conference today, like those cadets at the Army-Navy game. Is that why Nancy and her minions were dressed in white at the State of the Union? Solidarity for white supremacy? See how easy it is? Yeah. And how stupid? Now Jill's just digging the music. Crank up that music. We don't get to just enjoy the tune. Oh, it's over? It's over. We don't get to enjoy that tune enough. What's the name of that song? We got a name for it. It's like lame. Yeah, cheerful but lame. Cheerful but lame music is the name of that music. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All our podcasts are there. Download them. Listen to them. We got our swag. The House Your Utopia Coming Along t-shirts. And you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'd love to hear from you if there's something we ought to be talking about. Probably tweet about the debate tonight. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.